This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, if you got your Bible, and if you don't, you need one, whoo, you got to get your hand up. You need to get in the Word, okay? Get in the habit and digging in the Scriptures. You get in the Word, and God will get into you, I promise you. Go with me to Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Now, as you're turning there, let me ask you some questions. How many of you have ever have made the mistake of complaining and calling it prayer? Probably every one of us. What do you mean by that? Well, a lot of times, we say we're going to pray, but all our session is, it's not a praying session, it's a complaining session. And we'll sit there and say stuff to God like this. Well, it's not working. God, it's not working. And God looks down and says, who said it's not working? Who said it's not working? And so many times in our life, we, we short-circuit the very thing God's wanting to do in our lives by the words out of our mouth. And so one of our, our main scriptures the last couple of weeks is Proverbs eighteen twenty one: Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's say it this way. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. So my tongue and your tongue has creative power. Be very careful what you authorize your words to do, okay? Now, to lay a little foundation again, look with me in Psalm 119, and oh my goodness, I better get there. Psalm 119, verse number 89 and 90 is where we'll begin. And we read this a few weeks ago, and it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your word stands firm. Now, think about the the, the word he starts with, forever. Okay? Forever. God's word is a forever word. It will never cease. It'll never end. And he says, your faithfulness endures, continues, or extends to all generation, and you establish the earth, and it abides or it stands. Now, seasons and times may change, and people's opinions may change, and the things of this world may change periodically. But understand this, God's Word, there's a constancy with it that never changes, and it never messes with the authority of God, okay? I don't care what it may look like in the natural, God's Word is consistent, and it stands. And we, we must base our life. That's why the Word of God is, is so important. The New Living there says, the teaching of your Word gives light, so even the simple can understand. Now that's Psalms 119, that's uh, uh, verses 129 and 30. In that same passage, all these are talking about the Word of God. The Word of God will give light to me. The Word of God will lead me. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven, so I must get this on the inside of me, the teaching of your Word. Now, to go back to where we were last week, this is where we ended. Go to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Let me repeat those references on there. I jumped ahead, but they were Psalm 1. 1989 and Psalm 119, 129 and 130. And I encourage you to read those. And just to let the Word of God just just saturate you. Just let it soak you. Now, this is the passage, and like I said, we ended last week. Jesus is leaving the city of Bethany. And after he leaves the city, he sees a fig tree from a distance. Now, from the distance, he can see leaves on it. So any time a fig tree would have leaves on it, Normally, it would have the fruit of a fig with it. And in this teaching, Jesus is liking that to us as believers. It's one thing to talk as a Christian. 
but it's another thing to have, have fruit. And the big thing is we can be big talkers as Christians, but if we have no fruit in it, it's not good. So Jesus sees this fig tree, and it has no fruit on it, so he speaks to it, and he tells it to wither and die. The next day, as they're walking past this fruit tree, or this fig tree, Peter sees it, and he says, Look, teacher, the fig tree which you spoke to has withered and died. So as Peter takes notice of this, Jesus uses this opportunity to teach all of us how faith works. Let's begin tonight in Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, if we just kind of break down those words a little bit, how does faith come? The only way that you can find out in the Bible that faith comes is Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So i got to keep hearing the Word. So he said, have the God kind of faith. So the first thing we all must get is this. i got, I got to hear the Word i got to get into the Word. Every one of us, we got to get into the Word of God, and we got to hear it. So I, I encourage you, even when you read the Word of God, read it loud enough where you can hear it. Now, just, just think about this analogy real quick here, and you've heard me say this many times, but I believe it'll help us. We feed our, our natural man three hot meals a day, and we feed our, our spirit man one cold snack a week. And we wonder why we're starving to death spiritually, okay? So just the analogy of that, that man, we, we don't miss meals. We like to eat physically. But I've got to create those same habits, that appetite for the Word of God. So Jesus tells us here to have the God kind of faith. So one of the first things we've got to do is we've got to learn to hear the Word of God. The second thing that you do to have the God kind of faith is you must start agreeing with the Word of God. In other words, start speaking the Word of God out of your mouth. And if you go back and you look, how did the God kind of faith work? Well, in Genesis 1, over and over, and it says, and God said, and God said. I think in Genesis 1 alone, there's 10 different references where it said, and God said, let there be light. And so before there was ever light, God said it. He spoke it. So God spoke it exactly as he desired it to be. So right here, Jesus really, really hits home here, and he's, he's given me and you secrets or ingredients of how to live by faith. And according to the Bible, Hebrews eleven six, without faith it's impossible to please him. So man, we've got to get a hold of this tonight. So look what Jesus goes on to tell us in verse number 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mouth, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, he will be done. He will have whatever he says. Now, there's a key phrase in there this time, and once again, four different references there. He talks about what you and me are saying. He says, therefore, whoever will say. But one of the, the things that jumps out to me here tonight that we want to talk about is he says, and does not doubt in his heart. Does not doubt in his heart. Now, he's warning us right here that the thing that will keep my words when I speak to the mountain from not achieving is when I begin to doubt in my heart. So how do I keep from doubting in my heart? 
I believe when we continually speak the word over and over and over, this will begin to get in my heart. And when the word of God gets in my heart, it starts shoving doubt and unbelief out. Now think about one of the main scriptures we used a week or so ago. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. So he tells me, I've got to speak the word. I've got to speak the word. I've got to speak the word. You're kind of getting the theme of tonight. We've got to learn to speak the word. Then he says, Then you will meditate on this word therein day and night. So I begin to think on the word. And ultimately it says that you may observe or do that all that's written in it. And then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So one of the ways that I begin to shove that doubt and unbelief out of my mouth is I keep getting in the Word. And I keep getting in the Word. And I keep hearing the Word. And I keep speaking the Word, okay? I become addicted to the Word of God. Now, here's another little analogy that I believe can help every one of us, even when it comes to the Word of God. When you start exercising your... Your, your physical body, whether that's lifting weights or running, you do it one day, and if you would go into to your mirror the next day and look at all the change in your life, you know how much change you would see? None. None. But if I work out and I lift and I start running it and I do it consistently for a month, at the end of that month... You can go in there and you can look at you in that mirror and you'd say, whoo, there's, there's some changes. There's, I, I got rid of that keg and I've gone to a 24-pack now. And I got rid of that. But you begin to see some changes, okay? How? You made exercise in a habit. And what took place to do that? You had to discipline yourself. You know, even when I run today, man, there's days I don't want to run. My flesh says sit on the couch and eat ruffles. Don't do that. Okay, so let's think about the word in light of how it is when we exercise our physical body. I start speaking the word of God over my life, and I get in the word of God, and just because I get into it one time doesn't mean I'm going to have credible faith next week. What does have to happen is when I continue in the word, and I stay with the word over and over and over The Word of God becomes alive to me. But it's going to take discipline because there is a battle going on. You know, 1 Timothy 6.12 says this, fight the good fight of faith. Now think about those words. Fight the good fight of faith. What is faith based on? The Word of God. So there's a fight going on on the inside of you and your spirit, your heart is saying, I need more of the word, I need more of the word, and your flesh is tugging over here and saying, no, 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 I don't want you to go there, I don't want you to go. That's the fight. And you know which one wins? The one you talk about more. That's how you decide which one wins. If, if If you would just listen to the words that come out of your mouth, it'll locate you real quick. Now remember I told you a week ago, man, me and Shelly did that. We begin to hold each other accountable with the words out of our mouth and it began to change it. And I believe it's so important that even Jesus, he starts talking about it right here. He says, you got to do this, okay? God's word is filled with faith. How do I know that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So when you hear the word of God, God's word is filled with faith. 
When you get the Word of God on the inside of you, you get faith on the inside of you. But i got to get a hold of the Word of God. Now, we jump to verse 24 tonight. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now he says, believe that you will receive them again. So that believe you receive, that means it's going to take faith. You're going to have to get it. And so he says, whatever things, when you pray, believe that you receive them. No matter what the circumstances are, okay? He didn't say, if your circumstances were this or that. He just said, and whatever things you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Now, the, the, the key is when you combine verses 23 and 24, it's a prayer of faith mixed with faith-filled words. It's a prayer of faith. What would a prayer of faith be? It would be a, a prayer that lines up with the Word of God. Faith come by hearing and the hearing by the Word of God. So you look at all this in light of that, and most of the time, the, faith, the, the, the fight of faith is lost a half inch below your nose called your mouth. So when we talk about, I pray by faith and I mix it with faith-filled words, how would that look like? What would that look like to every one of us in this room? Well, let me give you some thoughts here to help you with that. Let's just say you're struggling in an area of your life. And instead of saying, man, I, I just can't do that. I'm not able to do that. What would happen if I got a hold of the Word of God according to Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So I take that Word of God and I pray that Word of God. And let's just say I'm having a real difficulty in, in, in some habits of my life. So I say, I thank you, Father God, that through you, you strengthen me today where I can do that. I don't do this. So you know what I've just done? I've agreed with the Word of God. And I've prayed with the Word of God. Here's another illustration. Let's just say that fear eats you up in an area. Man, I, I fear a roller coaster. I fear failure. I fear uh, the, the environment of, of being claustrophobic. I fear those things. So I go to the Scriptures and I find out what the Word of God says that. It's found in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given me a, fear, a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. So what I go there and I pray, and I pray, I pray the, the Bible, the Word of God, and I say, I thank you today, Father God, that I do not fear in this area because you've given me a, a spirit of love and power and the soundness of mind. So not only have I prayed, you know what I've now prayed? Faith-filled words. Why? I've prayed the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Something happens when we just start agreeing with the Word of God. You look at me like you don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. Hold your, uh, just stay right there. Let me read this to you. Let me read this. I'm, I'm just going to read this. You, you heard me talk about last week that I had difficulties in the area of my life with sleepwalking. So years ago, I found out, man, I said, man, that isn't the will of God that I walk in my sleep. It's not a will of God that when I go to bed and I wake up, I'm more tired than before I went to bed. So I found this passage here. This is Psalm 4.8. Listen to what it says. It says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep, 
For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So you know what I just begin to do? I just begin to pray, speak, agree with the Bible. I would say, Father God, you said in Psalm 4-8 that when I lie down, my sleep will be sweet and peaceful and that you become my security. So yeah, you know what I've done? I've just started agreeing with the Word of God. And when I speak and pray the Word of God out of my mouth, I'm praying faith-filled words. But i got to keep doing it. Now, here, here's another thought for you. When I first started doing this, it seemed like the very things I was praying was about as far from the truth as it could be. I honestly can, can say this to you, that when I first started praying stuff like this, faith-filled words, I felt like I was a liar. I'm lying. Because it did not look like it was the truth. But as long as I continue to pray it, and as long as I continue to speak it, the Word of God begins to take root in me. What does that look like? Turn to John 15. We were here a couple weeks ago. I just want you to see one verse, and you're going to see this. John 15. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John, John 15. John 15. Watch this. This, this is going to be help you. Just, just keep speaking the Word to the mountain it'll come, until it becomes rooted in you, and it becomes a part of you. And when it becomes a part of you, then it'll be true to you. Just keep speaking it, keep speaking it, speaking it. And, and guess what? When I speak the Word of God, you know what the Word of God is? It's my title deed. It's my receipt. What do I mean by that? It's paid for. Once again, anytime where you can find where it's written, you can always tell the devil it's finished. Now here in John 15, verse 7, just look at this one verse, and this is exactly what I was just talking about. If you abide in me, Now think about what the word abide means. It means to remain in, to continue in, to live in. So Jesus said, if you remain in me, and get this, and my words abide, live, remain, continue in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. Now, in in light of that right there, I, I believe most of us in here at one time or another in our life, we will say stuff like this, how do I know that I'm praying the will of God? If you're abiding in Jesus and his words abiding in you, you're praying his will. Because you know what God's will is? His word. And you know what God's word is? It's his will. So you find out what's written in there. That's his will for your life and my life. Once again, that's the title deed. So I get in agreement with it and I continue with it. I abide in it. I live in it. Day by day, by day, by day, by day, by day, by day. And I just keep speaking the word, and I keep speaking the word, and I keep speaking the word. And before long, that God kind of faith starts working on the inside of me. It'll start working on the inside of you. So we program our hearts with the word of God. We continually to believe the word. We speak the word. We thank the word. And we act like the word is truth. We just live it. It literally begins to consume us. And so if someone tells you, you can't do that, you look at them with the eye of the tiger and say, yeah, I can. This is what God's word said. I'm standing on the word of God. And remember what we started out in when Psalms 119.89. His word is forever settled in heaven. It's a done deal. It's going to stand forever. Actually, the scriptures say that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. 
It is here to stay. I got a new verse tonight we're going to go to and add on a little, little further tonight. Go to Luke 17. Go to Luke chapter 17. And remember this thought tonight. If the words that you're thinking about speaking out of your mouth don't agree with the Word of God, don't speak it. Don't speak it. Start agreeing with the Word of God. Once again, I said last week, those people who say they can and those both who, who say they can't, they're both right. You go around saying you can't do things, you're not going to do it. I can't ever pass a math test. I can't. But once I get over and start saying, I can, I can, I can. You know, when the Lord called me to speak, I was terrified in, in, to stand in front of people. I mean, I, I would not do it. I'd take, I'd take zeros in class before I would do it. It was literally a fear. But I began to speak to, to Timothy 1.7. I said, Father God, you had not given me a spirit of fear. If you've called me to do this, then you're going to equip me to do it. Now, I can tell you right now, the first few times that I'd speak the Word of God, I used to have a big podium where you couldn't see my legs because they were knocking. Whack, whack, whack. I mean, it was rough. But you know what? We overcome. You overcome because the Word of God. You just keep speaking those things. Now, pay close attention here. Luke 17, verse 5 and verse 6. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. I believe that cry is still for every one of us in this room. Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Verse 6. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Now, right there in verse 6, Jesus tells us two great truths. Now, these are going to help us, okay? The first great truth that Jesus tells us is faith is like a seed. Faith is like a seed. What does a seed have to happen to it for it to take effect? It's got to be planted. So we go back and we look at this. Jesus talks about faith here, and he mentioned a mustard seed. If you'll note again, he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed... So when I read this, it's as if Jesus was saying, it's not as much about the amount of faith as it is the quality of faith. Just a little, 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 little bit. How many of you have ever seen a mustard seed? If, if you've never seen a mustard seed, if I had it in my hand right now, you couldn't see it out there. It's that small. And I've seen it. My grandma in Oklahoma would raise mustard, and I remember those little rascals. So let's think about what he just said. If you had faith as a mustard seed. So that mustard seed has faith in the ability that resides on the inside of it. Let me say that again. This little mustard seed has faith in the ability that resides on the inside of it. What is the ability that resides on the inside of that mustard seed? Genesis 8.22 says this, that as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. So the faith that that little mustard seed has in the ability that resides on itself, in the law of Genesis, and you go back and look, everything reproduces after its own kind. 
So that little mustard seed, he knows, if I just get in the ground, I'm going to birth a watermelon. No. So it goes back. He has faith in the ability that resides on the inside of him. He knows that if I get planted in the ground, you know what's going to happen? Mustard. Mustard. So with me and you, if we get faith-filled words on the inside of us, we can have the same confidence of the Word of God that's on the inside of me as that little mustard seed does. So rewind, rewind, rewind. So I get the Word of God on the inside of me. No matter what the Word of God is, whatever applies to your life and my life, that seed of the Word of God, whether it's uh, Psalm 4-8 that talks about sleepwalking, that very Word will reproduce after its own kind. So I get the Word of God on, on the inside of me. I get that. Now, man, you guys get a hold of this, okay? I get this on the inside of me, and I start realizing if that seed on the inside of me gets planted, it's going to birth in me the very thing in which God said it would do. How does that take place? Look what Jesus said next. And he said, And you shall say to this mulberry tree, You shall say, So you know what I believe Jesus is telling us there? That I get that mustard seed on the inside of me and I start speaking it out of my mouth. And I continue speaking it. And I continue speaking it. And I continue speaking it. And it's just like my little garden right now, guys. I go out there on on almost a daily basis and I'll give it a little squirt of water. Sometimes when it's dry, I'll give it a little bit more. But I figured out, even with an ear of corn or a stalk of corn, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen because I give it a drink once, okay? This is the same way as the Word of God. So understand, every time that you speak the Word of God out of your mouth, you are watering that seed. And guess what that seed of the Word of God is going to do? It's going to reproduce after its own kind. As long as I keep speaking to it. Now right now in my little garden... Man, because of the rain, thank you, Father God, my, my, I got bumper crops this year. It's incredible. I got tomatoes. I mean big ones right now. Are you jealous? I hope you are. No, I'm just kidding. I got, to, I got little jalapenos. Being from New Mexico, I raised green chili. I got green chilies right now. Now, my, my corn took a beating last night because of that stinking wind. But I spoke to it today. I said, you can get back up. You don't let you get back up. And so even in that, I've figured out all, all these years that it doesn't happen overnight, even gardening. And it's interesting that Jesus likens faith to that of a garden. So he's telling me, you start speaking to the mountain. You start speaking to the mulberry tree. You know what the mountain and the mulberry tree are significant of? Objects. What are the objects in your life tonight? Then you go back and you have to ask yourself, what am I saying to those things? What am I saying to them? It never works for me. It's bad. It's bad. Never have enough. Never have enough. Now I can go back and use illustration after illustration about how the Word of God will work for every one of us if we apply it. 
The Word of God will not return void. That's Isaiah 54. The Word of God, seed time and harvest, it's going to happen. Now, you find scriptures that pertain to you, and you get a hold of them, and you start believing them. You start acting like they're true. And you speak them out of your mouth, and I'm going to tell you, before long, you will begin to sense them. They take root on the inside of you. How will you know when they start taking root? You'll know. You'll know. You'll start looking at your circumstances differently. And when the circumstance barks back at you, you bark back and say, uh-huh, in the name of Jesus, this is what the Word of God said. I sleep well at night, peaceful and sweet. I thank you today, Lord, because your Word said, I walk in divine health. No sickness or disease comes near my dwelling. Now, right now, just when, when we were at the men of iron, I aggravated my knee again. And, and for several days, I went around yakking. What do you mean, yakking? Complaining. I act like I was praying, but I was complaining. And the Lord, man, I'll tell you, the Lord, I, I like when he rebukes me. And when the Lord rebukes me, man, I mean, he comes after me, and I think that's just how he does with me. It's like, man, I'll, yes, yes. And he said, listen, you've got to get back into faith. You've got to get back into faith. So I can be walking along, and, and, and my knee every now and then would kind of hitch. And when it hitches, man, it hurts. And I mean, you're on the verge of cussing. Son of a bendigo. It hurts. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, I, faith has rose back up on the inside of me. And I'll tell you, if, if you ever see me, man, I'll lay hands on that little rascal, and I will speak to that ligament, that cartilage, that tissue, that tendon, and I'll tell you, you function right in the name of Jesus. According to 1 Peter 2.24, according to Matthew 8.17, according to, to Isaiah 53.5, and every one of those have to do with healing. And I say, by the stripes of Jesus, you're holy. This is what I really like to say over it. You bend, you leap, you run like that as of a 20-year-old, and you don't hitch. And I'm telling you, guys, I'm speaking to it right now. When it tries to get out of line, I say, no, 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 no. In the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. So guess what? That Word of God is creating faith, and I begin to believe the ability of the Word of God that's on the inside of me. Now, you can look at me, and you can say you're crazy all you want. I'm going to tell you guys, I've seen it work in my own life over and over. I got a 55-year-old brother who's not the sharpest tool in the shed, I promise you. Be sure and send him this tech. But at the age of seven, guys, he's diagnosed with cancer. They said he'll never live past his 20s. He's 55. He's still alive. I've seen tumors on him right here, bigger than golf balls. And you know what I've heard him say? You fellas come over here, and in the name of Jesus, you lay hands on me. Where's that found, Pastor? That's Mark 16, 15. It says, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And he said, in the name of Jesus, you watch what God will do. And guys, I, I, I stand before God and I say, I've seen those tumors go away. I've seen. He had a shirt on one day. Man, he's sick. I knew what it was. And I said, I don't need to touch that junk. I know what it was. I don't know how many weeks later, but I was looking one day and it was gone. So don't tell me healing doesn't work. Don't tell me the Word doesn't work. Remember Psalm 119. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. So just as Jesus was telling his disciples, boys, this is the God kind of faith. This is what we got to get hold. I believe it's the same for us right now. It's the same. It'll work for every one of us. So what do we got to do? We got to feed our faith and starve our doubts. How do I do that? I get in the Word. 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 
This, I won't even tell you the guy's name because most of you wouldn't know who he is. He's older than dirt. He's an old man. And he said this, and I was reading one of his books recently, and you talking about speaking to my heart. He said, there's times in my life when I really need the Word of God to work. And he said, I will literally go on a two-week fast. And he said, I will fast TV. I will fast the newspaper. I will fast any type of, of computer media. And he said, I will get into the Word of God. And every ounce of my day, I'm speaking the Word, and I'm speaking the Word, and guess what? He's got results. See, this isn't something to think, you know what? It's not like McDonald's. We just drive up through a drive, to the drive-up window. If you continue in my Word, and, and, and my Word abides in you, you'll ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So I've got to remain in it. I've got to remain in it. And it takes a discipline, it takes a discipline. But oh my goodness, the things of God will erupt, okay? 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 All right, stand up. Let's stand up here. Woo, I was hoping to get that far tonight. I tell you guys, I, thank you. I'm telling you, Luke 17, 5 and 6 has erupted on the inside of me. When I realized that mustard seed... Man, he's relying on the, 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 his faith is in the ability that God's put on the It's the same as me and you. You get in the word of God. Get in the word of God. Let's bow our head here. Father God, we love you. We honor you tonight. And Lord, just, just as the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Woo, Lord, help us. Help us, Father God, to, to hunger and thirst for your word, to, to hear it, to speak it to live it, to, to act like it's true. And Father God, right now, we just, we just pray in anointing on your word that it comes to life. And we thank you for all the saints in this room tonight, Lord, that through your word, we, we feed our faith and starve our doubts. Now bless our evening and our week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.